I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Matthew Byers here. And welcome to Enter the Back Cave, where we are continuing the summer of Spawn. Yep. And here we are with season one, episode number three, No Rest, No Peace. And in this episode, a battle in the alley with a cyborg named Overkill, yep, who we all saw in episode number two, forces Spawn to retrieve some of Al Simmons' old tools of his trade from a CIA compound. After a shootout, Spawn eliminates Overkill and forces an alliance with Twist. Yep. So, a little spoiler alert there on what happens in the fight. And, of course, uh, we also see Chapel as well. Yep, we see the first appearance of Chapel, and I'll talk about, talk a bit about that later. Um, also... My lovely girlfriend, Julia. Hey, baby. Uh, she has... Um, she has finished the uh, creepy uh, tales uh, graphic novel. So now she is going to start reading The Dark Knight Returns. Yep, Batman's The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, I told her that she would love it. You know, it's a classic. Um, you know, it made Frank Miller a household name. You know, it made Batman, um, you know, a household name in comics again. You know, it uh, returned Batman to his darker roots. Well, one of many com graphic novels that returned Batman to his graphic, I mean, to his uh, dark roots, I should say. And one of the one of many inspirations behind uh, not only Tim Burton's Batman movies, but uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies as well. So, um, yep, she's a girl after my own heart. Hmm. And uh, hopefully you all are uh, set up as uh, we're about to go into the episode here. And actually... Uh, this episode, yeah, parts of this episode was uh, actually influenced by uh, issue, um, as I'm going out here looking at this, um, an issue of Spawn, uh, going back to my uh, Spawn Origins collection right, right here. And that is issue number six, which came out in November of 1992, Payback Part One. And uh, that's where we first see uh, Overkill. And that's when him and Spawn have the first battle. And uh, Chapel, of course, appears uh, later in another comic, and I'll talk a bit more about that in the, in the next episode. But, nonetheless, we are 
Now going to get in to the episode. Yep, we're about to get right into it. Just as soon oh, found the other remote here. Yep, we're gonna get into it right now. Episode number three. Season 1 of Spawn. Hopefully you guys have it on Max or on your DVD and Blu-ray. Countdown begins in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Press play. Here we go. There's the HBO logo. About to hear from Mr. Todd McFarlane. Scenario I've just painted? Possibly. But hell isn't subtle, folks. In a situation like this, there's hell's little way of showing spawn that hell isn't just a place, but a state of mind. And fire, while painful, isn't the only way Malvoza can burn them. Yes, spawn is learning, but all the while the black tentacles of evil are starting to spread. And you'll see, hell is alive and well. Turn off your lights, folks. It's time for Spawn. And... You know, once again, uh, Overkill, he he made his uh, debut in issue number six uh, in uh, 1992, November of 1992 of uh, Spawn. And Overkill is... Well, in the comics, it's Overt Kill, O-V-E-R-T, but here it's Overkill, and Overkill is played by, uh, hold on, looking at, 
looking at right here uh, in the table of contents. Oh, we see 9654. Oh, as we see overkill here, uh, torturing a poor bum. Yep, played by James Hennis, who also plays uh, the Violator in the demonic form. Yeah, James Haynes. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. And of course, uh, Overkill has, we know from the last episode, he has no conscience. Yes. Hmm. Oh, there's a little rat there. Hmm. He asks him, can I go? Can I go? He goes, in a moment first. And then he pulls apart his arm. He's like, no! no, no. <laughs> yep. And he's dead. Sends a message to Spawn. And then we hear Caligastro's, uh, his narration there. And we see Spawn there. Goes into the alley. Here's the message Hero Midnight. We see the dead body there. Hmm. Yep. Hero Midnight been waiting. Yep. 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 <laughs> They couldn't stop him because he's a cyborg. Glowing red flick. Yeah. Yeah. Then we hear something. Uh oh. This ain't good. And here he is. And this is how uh, in in part one it starts. You know. In fact, uh, we saw parts of part one in the last episode where Overkill meets with, um, with Tony. <laughs> oh, pushes Spawn up against the wall. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, you know, tell me it's somebody with balls. And not somebody in a some no someone no talent a faggy outfit. Yeah, uh, this was the times when you could say the word the anti-gay f word and not have a problem with it. Not that I'm excusing it, but it was what it was back then. And of course, Spawn is still uh, learning about his powers. You know, if you ever read the comic, you know, I mean, he's still learning about his powers as he's fighting Overkill. So, um, oh, we just saw the, we saw, 
saw the little thing there uh, fall on top of those bums there. Spawn goes and nails some shots. Oh, has no effect on him. Yep. They have no effect on the cyborg. Then, oh, there's the chain. Those are the only things that are saving Spawn right now. Now Spawn, oh, stabs him in the eye. Yep, that red eye. A cybernetic eye there with a pole. And he walks away. There are the missiles and boom goes the dynamite. Caligastro says here that um, Spawn's outfit is not invincible. You know, it protects him, but each battle it drains his strength. And of course, it looks like right here that uh, Spawn has been blown to bits here. There we see Spawn rise. <clears throat> and there we see the CIA compound and this is actually where uh, part one of um, Payback ends and it ends with um, Spawn you know breaking into the, to the CIA compound and You know, he's, and he breaks in and then he starts um, getting all the ammo, all the weapons. You know, the machine guns and stuff. You know, reverting back to his old days as an assassin for the CIA. Of course, blasts it open here. And then in part two, uh, takes on overkill and... Uh, Kicks his ass. You know, when he says that to himself, Welcome home, Al. Nice to see you again. Yep, he's got a machine gun, he's got grenades. Yep, he's remembering back to his days. Up. Oh. He's been discovered. It's not coming out. And then... There's the fire. Oh, they're firing at him. And then Spawn, he's teleported. Back to the alleys. 
he is. And Bobby is just giving him shit here. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. And he says he's got more guns than the National Guard. Yeah. yeah, Bobby's just giving him a whole lot of shit here, thinking he's the cause of this. And there's Caligastro. Here to spun more words of wisdom. There we see um, Overkill here getting his eye worked on. And of course, and of course, uh, he can just use the eye, but no extended night vision. And then, right through the door, spawn. Knock, knock. Oh, I love that. And he's got two machine guns in his hands. There's Tony Twist. Yep. He says, yeah, find out where my horoscope this week is. <laughs> yep. And then opens it. Oh, and overkill's coming out of the limo. <laughs> he... Tony goes, son of a bitch, and Spawn goes, that he was. Oh, takes out his men. So, hmm. Oh. Nah, Spawn tells him he wants him to stay out of his alleys. Yep. Business day is done. Yep. Tells. And then, of course, he tells Tony, you know, he, he's going to come back and kill him if they come back into the alleys. Yeah. And he says, that's it, right now you work for me. Yeah. All he wants is peace and quiet. <laughs> and of course, Tony tells him what he told him to say. He goes, who am I? He goes, I don't know. That's right. Don't know. Yep, that's one. Now you don't want to piss off. Spawn. Tony grabs his gun and fires. <laughs> Nothing. He's like, fuck! The next day, we see Spawn doing his best Batman impression there. In the dawn, looking up. And there we see Wanda. 
back at work. Yep, handling the uh, her case here. There's her uh, assistant, Donna. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned before, uh, Wanda was named after um, Seth MacFarlane's uh, wife, uh, whose name is Wanda. And they actually have a daughter named Cyan, too. So, and we see that she still has a picture of um, Al hidden in her... Um, uh, yeah, and her, um, and her cabinet. Hmm. And of course, uh, her assistant describes, a, you know, how one of the kids they found was fingers and stuff. And of course, that's the work of Billy Kincaid. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's the work of Billy Kincaid. If you read... Uh, the first time he appeared in Spawn, uh, that's what he had. And then we see Wanda entering the prison. And there's our client coming in. Yep. <laughs> and of course, she goes to record her. Yep. There's his Kyle's mother. Yep. Yep, so he's on medication, so Kyle um, makes him a bit slow. <laughs> and he goes. I've been a very good, I've been a very good boy. Yeah. 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 Hmm. He goes, I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah. He says, I've been a good boy, I can't hurt anybody. And because of the pills, that also makes him impotent, so he also cannot diddle himself. Yeah, that's what sucks. You can't jerk off when you on these type of pills. Hmm. Yep, it's a castrator drug. Hmm. And of course... So, yeah, they find bloody matches and tissues and stuff, even though, you know, the castrator pills are supposed to make him impotent, and... And, of course, uh... We can see here that Kyle couldn't have killed these people. It was Billy Kincaid. I don't hurt nobody. I've been a boy. <laughs> That's what he says. I'm a good boy. I don't hurt nobody. 
Also, he's also slow because uh, his father used to beat the shit out of him as well. And there we see uh, one of the news heads here. Yeah, the talking news heads. And actually, this also appeared in the um, in the Spawn comics as well. Uh, you'd always uh, hear of... Well, there'd always be three uh, talking news heads. And uh, one of them was like for CNN and the other was for uh, E. Yeah, for E! News, E! Television. And... That was definitely taken from Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight Returns. Um, you know, you can definitely see the influence of uh, Frank Miller on Tom McFarlane. And actually, Frank Miller worked on one of the uh, Spawn uh, comics as well. So, um, you know, you can... Yeah, I forget which one he worked on, but uh, he did work on one of the Spawn comics. And... So yeah, though we don't see much of the, I mean, we hear the news sometimes and like on the radio or we maybe on the television, but we don't always, we don't always see the talking news heads. Uh, we don't see it um, here on the TV series like we do in the comics. As we see Al uh, having visions of uh, Terry making love to Wanda. Yeah. And. We're about to see some more sexual stuff as we go right here to a wild strip bar. Yep, we're gonna see a whole lot of tits and ass here. Oh, we see uh, one dude getting fellatio. We see one girl serving some drinks and she's got her tits out. Oh man, what an ass. Mm -hmm. She's also got a... looks like a mohawk or something. Yeah, she's got a mohawk. And there we see a guy drinking the bottle. That is Chapel. Drinking away... Problems there. And he gets... A page. Yep, this is back in the days when people had pagers. And of course it was assumed that back then if you had a pager, then you were... that you were a drug dealer. And one of the earlier cell phones. And there he is talking to Wynn as we see uh, two guys and a girl there. We see two guys shaking their dicks and then we see a girl there on stage. <laughs> Jason Wynn uh, is talking there with Chapel. He says, uh, you gotta learn how to lex. And... Uh, uh, Chapel, he says, like, uh, blood helps me relax. Yep. Chapel is one stone-cold killer. And, of course, as, uh, we all know in the comics, Chapel is the man who was once Al Simmons' partner and helped Jason Wynn betray him. And he is a ruthless, uh, killer for hire. And... This is his first uh, episode appearance. A little more of a cameo here. This is like his only appearance throughout the episode. And he takes uh, one girl here with a cowboy hat on. You see one guy touching her tit. She's like, eh, yeah, get off. And he goes, you're coming with me. And of course, uh, this Australian dude does not like that one bit. 
And then, takes out the knife and, oh, cuts off his fingers. Ouch. And goes upstairs. And he's fucking her doggy style. Oh, yeah. Cartoons fucking. Yep, and it's not just in Japanese anime. And, of course, as he's fucking her, he's also uh, having flashbacks to um, killing people in the jungle and uh, with Al. And then, of course, he le as he ejaculates, he says, Oh, sorry, Al, and cries. And, um... Yeah, so that's how he deals with his uh, guilt. And, of course, um, you know, at this time, you know, the, um, the only time you ever saw sex in uh, cartoons was uh, was Japanese anime. The first time I actually saw it was in... Um, was in... Oh, yeah, Ninja Scroll. Yeah, Ninja Scroll, which was uh, one of the first uh, Japanese animes um, I saw as a kid. Of course, uh, my brother blocked the vision for me. <laughs> yeah, my brother Wayne blocked uh, the vision for me because I was a little bit young to see it. As we see uh, Billy Kincaid here. Little bastard Billy putting on his uniform. And there we see the clown doing a little poem. Yeah. And of course, um, the clown, he actually does a little bit of poetry. He says a little poetry in the uh, nearly comics, nearly Spawn comics. And that right there is the end of the episode. And, and getting back to the, uh, you know, fucking in cartoons. I mean, that was something that had never been seen before. I mean, um... And of course, uh, nowadays it's sort of the the norm. But it was really, you know, the Japanese anime that really kind of started it. You know, you saw it in uh, Ninja Scroll, and then there was um, also hentai, which was uh, anime porn, and uh, gave a little bit of Japanese uh, anime bit of a bit of a bad name because they thought all Japanese anime was all swearing and um, and sex. And then of course. In the years gone by, and as people got older, they realized, you know, there were all different types of uh, anime styles and and stuff. And of course, um, and of course, and then you realize that there is uh, there was all different types. And then it, with American animation, as the as we stop the episode here, uh, American animation, we um, you know we saw more. Um, we saw more adult content, you know, I mean, and mind you, at this time, also, you know, we still had The Simpsons and King of the Hill and, uh, yeah, well, actually, I think King of the Hill came on a little later. There was still The Simpsons and then, uh, later on, Family Guy and King of the Hill came on and, uh, and actually, I think South Park, yeah, South Park around this time, uh, I think was coming on as well. And, uh, so, like, the only... The only bad thing was, uh, was like swearing, you know, I mean, that was the only biggest thing at that time was, uh, you know, cartoon, you know, cartoon characters swearing. 
And, you know, but of course they would say words, you know, like damn, hell, and ass, and bastard. You know, I just remember, uh, I mean, one of my favorite scenes um, uh, from The Simpsons was, uh, it was in the episode where Homer finds uh, his long-lost brother, um, Herbert, and Bart keeps saying the word bastard, <laughs> you know, in the car. He's going, bastard, 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 <laughs> and... And just, oh man, yeah, my, uh, my mom, uh, yeah, my mom was not too fond of that. She also wasn't too, also there was, a there was the episode where, uh, Homer, uh, stole Cable. It, uh, the name of the episode was called Homer versus the, I think it was called Homer versus the Eighth Commandment, where, um, Homer stole Cable, and there was a scene where, uh, Marge, he tells, uh, he asks the kids, so kids, what did you learn in school today? And he goes, and Bart goes, we learned about hell. Bart! <laughs> you know, because he kept saying the word hell. So, yeah, even the word hell was, uh, yeah, and I was not something um, that my mom or my Auntie Frances uh, liked too much either. You know, so uh, swearing was a, was a no-no in the uh, Boris slash Tuggle slash Jones uh, household. So, yeah. But of course, as the years have gone by, you know, and with, um, you know, Adult Swim and uh, South Park, uh, well, Comedy Central, which gave birth to South Park, and, you know, with Netflix and all the other streaming devices, you know, there are adult animation cartoons, you know, where we do see a lot of sex, we do see violence and swearing, and, you know, and now it's uh, considered the norm. And, you know, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to really go on HBO, you know, wait on HBO for something like this. And of course, uh, something like this back on HBO, you know, you would have to wait until like, uh, you know, you'd have to wait until like maybe like on a Friday or a Saturday night, you know, at like, uh, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock in the, at night, you know, but, uh, that's not the case nowadays. And, uh, thank God for that. And that will do it for this episode here. And next Monday, we are going to be looking at Dominoes, which is the next episode. And this is where Spawn catches the attention of Wynn and Chapel uh tries to go right after after go right into the alleys and shit just keeps going down from there and thank you all for listening in thank you for listening to the podcast uh and actually the numbers uh you know they keep going up so thank you so much and keep them going keep listening in and it means a lot. So, till then, peace out. Mm -hmm.